Well, hello and welcome to Has Opinions Podcast, Episode 7. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel Espinosa. And I'm Chris. And each week we get together and talk about stuff that we have opinions on. We are uh, two tech dads working in the industry, We've got side projects going, all the stuff. So, uh, Chris, how's your week going? It's going pretty good. Just getting back into the swing of things because I had a long weekend this past weekend. Nice, nice. What'd y'all do? Natalie and I went to Maine for a trip to see some of our friends. We try to do a yearly kind of in the fall trip to see a group of friends that we left behind when we moved from Connecticut to Texas. So we did this trip and this time we left the kiddo behind with grandma. So it was just me and Natalie. Oh, that's brilliant. That's a great, that's good stuff. Yeah. First time since he was born, really, we were away for more than like a few hours. And so sometimes that's like harder on the parents than it is on the kid How, did y'all did natalie take it well did you take it well yeah we both were like super ready to be away from him for a weekend um natalie's mom is really good with the kid and a friend of ours has their own kid who they brought and she's like three months behind wesley so we have to relive some of the, uh, the past wesley but also help out uh without it being our child and it being like oh the people who get up at four or six a.m if they're crying so that was kind of nice that is nice. That is cool. Um, so yeah, had you been to that part of Maine before? I had never been to Maine. Technically, I have when I was a baby, which my mom told me when I was talking to her about it. And then again, I think when my sister was looking for colleges, we ended up driving up there to see something. I don't remember what. Nice. Well, my wife follows your wife on Instagram, and so she we were sitting at the we went we went on a kid free weekend as well. Um, but we were sitting there, and she points her phone over at me, and she's like, "Look." Chris living his best life. So I saw a <laughs> picture of you on a rowboat. Uh, yeah, a kayak, an ocean kayak, which apparently is different from a river kayak. This one, nice. you don't sit in like it's not you don't really flip over too much I didn't, at all. You don't sit inside of it. You just kind of sit in it. But it's not it doesn't have that little ring that you sit inside of. Um, and yeah, it's fun. That sounds cool. Well, that sounds like a fun time. And uh, obviously something that you would maybe hesitate doing with a uh, with an infant. Yeah, definitely. And it was nice to do something that was reasonably hard in terms of exercise because I just do nothing, nothing at all right now. Totally, totally. Um, yeah, so we had a kid-free weekend as well. Um, kids stayed with grandma and grandpa, and we drove up to Austin for the Longhorn football game. And one of my um, one of my contractors was like, "What? what is that exactly? And so I got to explain um, American football to him because he's European. And so... <laughs> and- college football and texas college football specifically yes yes so like yeah and it turned out it was a record it was a record for that stadium it was like a hundred and three thousand people and um as we amanda and i were sort of joking about sort of the the ridiculousness of a hundred and three thousand people screaming and cheering over like what amounts to 22 18 to 22 year olds on a field but Whatever. We love it. It was fun. <laughs> and we stayed in a really odd little Airbnb uh, since we were kidless and that had like goats in the back. And it was this very old home. So like some of the wood had like cobwebs on it, but in a sort of a quaint way. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's possible, but it was nice. And we were like, we don't care. We're kidless. This is great. How did you choose the Airbnb? Did you choose it because that had that stuff or was that a surprise? 
I chose it because of the goats. I think I was like, I want to see what this looks like. Plus the location. It's it's in South Austin, south of the river, which is but and then it was between um SoCo, which is South Congress, and then South First, which is sort of um they equate to like the King William area here in San Antonio. They're sort of a, a revitalized um older neighborhood that has like shops and food and um a, a little walking strip where you can walk around and um we actually didn't go there because we've been there before but just being in that area was really nice and as we found out it's surrounded by a million dollar homes like that are like that that falling down airbnb we're at was probably the land is worth like three hundred fifty thousand dollars, and then you could just rip rip it down and build a million dollar home on top of that and you'd be well within the the level of that neighborhood because of the location because Austin's real estate is just blown up. Yeah. That makes Austin kind of hard to want to move to. I really like <laughs> I want to, and then I go to the realities of living there with the traffic and just like how ridiculous it is to do anything downtown. Like I have this like non Tinder relationship with Austin. I'll get on meetup as sort of a Tinder. Like I'm wanting to date Austin. Like what's happening there? Let's go see. And I see stuff that'd sort of be like, it's sort of interesting, but it's not interesting enough to drive an hour there and an hour back in traffic. No. Yeah. Interesting. That is, that's been really hard because people even said, please come to my meetup and talk before to me. And I'm just like, I, I can't. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just, uh, when I think about going up for an evening meetup, I'm like, okay, let's go in the mid morning after rush hour and then let's stay the night and come back the next day. And that's just a whole expense. And then yeah, it's a whole trip. You can't just drive into Austin even though it's technically only like 45 minutes an hour, it's really like two hours. Yeah. <laughs> and then just stay, having to stay somewhere. And yeah, the whole setup and then cool. being gone for like two days. We are supposed to get a WeWork in San Antonio. So maybe that'll be cool. Maybe. Not maybe. that it brings like a tech scene to San Antonio, but I don't know. Maybe cool people will work there. Maybe so. Like maybe they'll bring some of the, maybe they'll transplant some of the Austin WeWork people who are sort of like tatted, pierced, much younger than me. Um, and everyone had a second screen, second screen people like they're like, they're getting so much done at the WeWork. They have that like laptop and then that little second screen. Like, Oh, maybe oh they're, they're actually small, right? Like I, iPad size. They're like iPad size. Yeah. But they look, they look like they are so more, so much more productive than I am and they're better looking. So obviously they're more productive. So. <laughs> of course. Yeah. So we'll see if that, if that brings anything, but yeah, so kid free weekends are awesome. Like just, we both mentioned that like, they're just so. They're they're luxury, but they're so worth it. Yeah, it's kind of refreshing. It is refreshing. Cool, cool. Well, all right. So, what are we gonna have today? We're gonna have opinions about uh, the book Deep Work by Cal Newport. All right. So, I have not read this book, but I think I did. I I don't think I did actually purchase it. So it's on my Kindle right now. I just have to download it and start reading it. And I think you should definitely right when we stop recording the podcast because it's a very very good book um i think i read it maybe a year and a half ago almost two years ago and uh and then just sort of did that that nodding gif that we have just sort of went the whole thing this makes sense yeah totally um well so yeah so i have read it and just to for those that have other folks who listening who haven't read it i'm going to break it down into two parts like the the book is in has an introduction um, a first part and a second part. And um, Cal Newport's a professor of computer science at Georgetown. And he he's written quite a few books, but uh, Deep Work is specifically about like um, getting work done and being focused in a really distracted world. 
And so the first part is three chapters where he um, sort of explains that deep work is valuable, it's rare, and it's meaningful. And so he lays out the argument of why it's why what he calls deep work versus shallow work is important. And then the second part of the book is him talking about how to do deep work, like how to work deeply, embrace your boredom, quit social media, and then uh, drain <laughs> drain the shallows. Um, and so the, I mean, I mentioned before we started recording that um, a lot of the examples that he has in the book um, are people that I've heard of or I've seen on Twitter. So it was a it wasn't a far, it wasn't a hard sell for me to say, yeah, this is something. Um, this is a thought, this is an idea that has value that I could apply to my life that would bring, um, something that's missing. Um, and so like some of the examples were, um, DHH, David Heinemer Hansen. I never know how to say this. I never try to pronounce it. No idea. Stick with the acronym. So DHH, uh, his uh, initials, uh, Nate Silver, um, Jack Dorsey's in there sort of an anti-example because he splits his time, um, between two companies. Um, but he explains how CEOs are sort of a different animal and they don't necessarily have to go deep and they can be more of a broad ranging personality. Um, and then like, uh, Sigma, uh, I think Carl Jung, um, is sort of the first example. And then, uh, some journalists, uh, Neil Postman, who is sort of a anti-technologist writer or sort of a warning technologist writer who, um, wrote in the nineties and he passed away in Oh three. Um, and then a couple more, but it was, but it just, um, really, it really, uh, encouraged me and made me think, yeah, this is something that I'd love to get good at and apply to my life. Okay. So my issue right now, this all sounds good. I like deep work and I think I'm going to like this book. My issue right now is a lot of what do I need or want to work on? I have work, full-time work. Um, and sometimes that gets really busy. The last few months, the last month has been really busy at work. So that leaves a lot of, lot less time for side work paradoxically, just cause I'm more tired or there's no like few minutes here and there to fit anything in. Um, and then I also have other things going on. So I have a course, I have like app ideas. I have, uh, things where I want to talk to potential customers for app ideas to see if I actually have an idea or if I have a crappy idea and I don't really know what to work on. So I've gone through phases of this where I really like, I know what I would want or need to work on. And then I have trouble getting to the deep work part. So that's, you know, one thing, but then I'm also just kind of struggling lately to be like, Hey, I have no idea if what I want to do, what I have these ideas in my mind, if they're worth even touching. No, that's a really good idea. I mean, that's a really good example because the, the examples in the book are, are like someone, you know, DHH building Ruby on rails. Um, uh, Carl Jung, like writing, uh, uh, writing papers on psychology, academic papers on psychology, um, a physicist doing, you know, physics work. Um, but what if you are, you're sort of in an entrepreneurial role with your courses, um, and you're, you know, you have to decide what's the work that needs to get done. So it's not a, I have these tasks and I can dig deep on them. It's a, what, what are the tasks, you know, what is, what's the building blocks on top of that? So I have like this extra step of being like, Hey, what should I actually work on? And then just, I don't know, making like a to-do list essentially of what that is. I think even that part can probably be defined as, as, as deep work. And I think that, um, so trying to, trying to take that abstract of, you know, making courses for, you know, 
you know, taking your service for hackers or MySQL backups, your customers being um, developers who want to get better at doing things um, and and sort of in, increase their um, effectiveness. So you have, I think that thinking about your your courses would be uh, the deep work and sort of thinking about your customers and outlining your your knowledge and how to relay that in a teaching type way. Um, cause a lot of the, a lot of the book really talks about, and one of the chapters specifically is like quit social media and quit, cut out distractions so that, um, so that you, your mind has the full, you know, the full breadth and width of your mind to focus on one task instead of being chopped up and divided into many tasks, which I think we both feel like we are, we're, it's happening to us all the time. Yes. And I'm actually working out cutting out my child as a distraction <laughs> because daycare is starting in a few weeks, just twice a week, not full time, but it'll be something. Yeah. Not literally, but, uh, definitely a metaphor for <laughs> yeah, things. semi-literally part-time yeah, so, so cutting him out. He won't be part of there. Yeah. Um, but definitely the dedicated space, um, that's not interrupted is something that's really huge. Um, and really made a big difference for me was having this, moving into a home that had a, a extra spare bedroom that was physically separate from the most, like the, the heavy, heavily used parts of the house to where sound doesn't carry. I have a door to close. Uh, and there's you know enough space here to where I don't feel cramped because previously I was working in, a, in my bedroom and that was my, my triangle of misery. Like my, my, <laughs> bed where I slept was, you know, 10 feet away from where I worked, which was 15 feet away from where I, you know, from the bathroom. And so, and then right outside the door was the kitchen. So it was like, this is not great. I feel like, you know, I'm a little cramped here. Yeah. Some heavy traffic areas. One of the other things that, and I think this kind of may sound, um, uh, sound contrary, but one of the other topics or the chapters of the, of the book where is embracing freedom or excuse me, embracing boredom. Um, and sort of like planning to be bored, planning to be off, planning to, to not be focused on your deep work so that your brain can recover. Um, having a cycle of, you know, high intensity work and then, and then sort of the other side of that, of that wave is the, you know, just resting and relaxing and letting your, your mind recover so that you can hit that high note again. Um, do you have, have you ever thought about that of, you know, embracing boredom and planning out time where you're off? Yes. They are the three to six months after I release a course and I get too burnt out to do anything. Yeah, that makes sense. That's not exactly what you're talking about, but that's what I, that's what came to mind. Um, no, yeah, that makes sense. I also don't know if video games count cause I sort of get into them and that's like a lot of stuff going on in your head potentially depending on the video game. Yeah, I don't know if he mentions that in the book, but it's definitely it's a time of rest where you sort of allow yourself not to be productive. Yeah, like, I mean, close enough, I think. And then that that's the part that then leads into like, you know, don't be part of social media. But uh, that's a whole other beast. Um, I, I think that it's funny because I've even this week had the thought where it's like 830 at night and I'm done for the day. But I'm giving my I'm sort of giving myself a hard time inside of my own head of you should be doing something like, why aren't you, you know, why aren't you doing something? Um, so the, what was the podcast that you clued me into? Uh, we talked about before, I already forget the name of it where we were talking about, um, were they talking about taking time off the fizzle podcast? Yep. That's it. So the fizzle podcast, 
I've been listening to it since we talked about it, and they had a good point about, um, I think it was that same episode, and they were talking about the point where you were working because you felt like you should versus wanting mm-hmm. to, like mm-hmm. on your side mm-hmm. projects. And I haven't really been to that point where it's been like, I've been super excited to work on this and I really want to. Yeah, I haven't had that in a while. Um, but my SQL course is pretty close to that, but there are some aspects to it that are um, giving me pause, just like... <clears throat> I know there's going to be this hard part to it and I just don't want to tackle it. So I like, I feel like I should instead of like really wanting or really being really excited to dive into it. That's Mm. kind of like my mental, my current mental mood about it. So maybe if you had a, uh, a deep work, um, cycle set up or a a schedule set up where you're, you're like, all right, that hard hurdle is going to be, it's going to be tackled at this point, or at least part of it will be like, you'll, you'll work on it. Yeah. I like that. And I've been thinking to myself that I really want to do that. Um, kind of in a different context. Um, at one point last year when I was working on the, this might've been the shipping Docker course or the scaling Laravel course, I forget which, but I started doing that time boxing technique where you just kind of write out each hour of the day and just say what you're going to be working on throughout that day. Mm -hmm. And that really helped because I got, um, full-time work done within the, a lot of time. And then I also fit in like here and there, just a little bit of my own side work. Um, and that really helped a lot. Like I, I really felt super productive and I really, I think I really was more productive then. And that also helped out cut out social media because I knew I had like in this hour, um, that I was supposed to be working on whatever. Uh, right, this again goes back to having those goals, right? To being, to knowing what you need to work on. So time boxing sort of helps you think through that, but also you need to do some time ahead of time to plan what you're working on. Yep. That's true. So in like in Richard Feynman's case, the physicist, like he wants to get, he wants to get, you know, understand the makeup of the universe and do his physics work. You want to ship a course, you know, I want to build plugins that then go on sale and, um, help people store. So yeah, the identifying that task, I think is the task before the task, you know, it's something that has to be finished, uh, a direction given, and you might even get, get that direction and start moving that direction and then have to adjust it. Cause it may not make sense to, once you get into it and start working on it, it might not make sense to finish it. Screw that physicist. My work is also important. <laughs> no, actually, it's a. Once you read, I'm going to spoil the book for you a little bit. And just he has a uh, a funny anecdote in there where he he calls himself irresponsible. So like whenever somebody, because he doesn't want any administrivia or any to be the administrator of anything, and so he calls himself irresponsible. And he says. Um, whenever someone asked him to be on a committee or help with admissions or do something that was outside of what he wanted to get done, which is his physics work, he'd say, I can't, I'm irresponsible. And he would just drop it. And I told Amanda, I'm like, I'm just going to start saying that I'm irresponsible. Like, like you don't want me to do this. I'm irresponsible. And so I, I, can just, I can't make dinner tonight. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going I'm to, you know, put too much salt instead of sugar. And it's going to taste terrible. I'm irresponsible. Done. Uh, but uh, I I just loved that because because yeah it was a it was a hack for him to to get rid of like some of the stuff that he doesn't want to get done. For me, that's like anything household related, like fixes or lawn or anything. Like I don't want any of that administrative burden on me. 
yeah, there's definitely stuff where I've been like, mm, can I pay my way out of this instead of just doing it myself? Right. Which right. of course is a very privileged position to be in a way to think, but, um, it is, it is. And then it's, it's sort of, it's useful when like you have that privilege to use that privilege. Cause, um, I don't know. I've got, I've gotten to the mindset of like, we kind of said in other, um, episodes here that, what is the mindset? I was about to say time is money, but I really hate that. That's, that's a dumb phrase. But just the the idea that there's other things you could be doing with your time that are worth more than what you're doing with yeah. it now, like mowing the lawn. Your time's valuable, and you don't need to. And you're not getting it's not something that you enjoy. Like it's not you don't. It's not therapy for you to work in your garden or mow your lawn. For me, it's really drudgery. It and is, so, and it's really terrible when you have stuff you need to do or want to do like other work that no one else is going to get done like any of this entrepreneurial stuff mm-hmm. because that's when you get that nagging like i can't believe i'm spending my time on this i have other things to do yeah and in, in texas is when it's 100 degrees mowing the lawn literally just wipes you out for several hours after unless you oh <laughs> unless my God, you yeah. take precautions and then that eats out more time to not do other things so yeah Oh, okay. Mess so, that up. Um, <laughs> so how do you? So moving on to this. So if you're both, if we're both, it's like yeah, deep work's totally worth it, and it's it's something that you know focusing in in a distracted world is a good thing. How how do you do it? And you and say we both have a, a focus. You know, making courses for developers. Your focus, building plugins, e-commerce plugins for store owners is mine. So how how do you how do you sort of do your deep, you know, you know, f- or organize your deep work. Okay. So I was wondering if you were going to get into how to deep work based on the book. Um, so for me, the only time I've really prior to having a kid and when Natalie was still working, it was not an issue because I just had time to concentrate and stuff. That was just the biggest distraction was my dog wanted a walk. Um, now since we've had a child and everything, I've had to do things like use the time boxing mechanism to really try to get work done. And of course there's still interruptions with that, but it's easier to get back into the flow when you have this specific goal in mind. So just what I said before is what I've really done. I don't think I have too many other tactics that I've kind of knowingly used. Cool. So one of the reasons we're talking about this today is because I'm, I'm actually part of a book club that's starting up and this is our first book and my wife is in the book club as well. And she read the book and she's like, you know, two thumbs up on it as well. Um, so that helps that she sort of understands where I'm coming from, where I say like, I, I need to do deep work. Um, for me, the, uh, getting into deep work is very, um, it's a little bit specific in how I set up what I'm doing on my computer. So let's say I'm, I need to build a plugin and do some functionality. And that's, that's the extent of my deep work. Um, I have to sometimes just disconnect the internet because the way that I have my Mac set up, it, I will get a signal message from her or I'll get a text message from someone else that automatically comes in. Um, or when I, I'm in a GitHub repo, I can see a little indicator that there are messages or notifications for me. So that's a distraction. Um, can't obvious, I mean, the obvious ones are like, don't have Slack or Twitter open or something like that, but there are other small things like that. Um, and then I have sort of a, and I've told my wife about this and she thinks I'm ridiculous, but, um, when something takes too long, like for instance, a, um, a script is running and it's like longer than five seconds or a page is loading and something's wrong with it. So it takes a little while to load my hand will do a like it'll open alfred it'll do like an alt space and it'll start start typing tweetbot 
Yes. And I'm like, well, this is taking, <laughs> this is taking, like, there's got to be a name for that, but it's like subconscious. Like, oh, this script's taking a while. I'm just going to go check Twitter. And then you catch yourself, but then you open your phone and open Twitter and your phone. And then, yeah. So if I'm, the times that I really feel like I've had like several hours worth of quality, deep work, like my phone was out of the room. My computer, my computer was disconnected from the internet and, um, yeah, like I was, I was unplugged, but I had everything on the machine that I needed to get like, like copied the repo locally, updated any plugins that I needed to had sort of an outline, um, on a, in a PDF or something or in a notebook and I was disconnected. And so, um, it took several times of that to not feel anxious about missing something, missing a you know notification or something or missing, you know, a loved one in peril. But, you know, that doesn't happen, right? Like <laughs> you have to be okay with being disconnected in order to go deep, which is really, really, yeah. I don't know, important. Anytime I've intentionally disconnected from stuff, it definitely had a little anxiety to it, but um, I think it pretty quickly faded away. But right at the front, at first there, it's like when you first start jogging or something, like your muscles scream in agony and they're like, what are you doing? You're destroying us. And then like the next, like after three days, they're like, yeah, hey, let's go do that running thing again. It felt really good. I wish I remembered what that was like. <laughs> it's it's great, Chris. You, you like step outside your front door and you decide on a direction and you just move faster than walking. It's fantastic. Uh, Texas is actually cooling down, so we're almost there. I could almost do that, except for the time thing where I don't actually have time to do that. That's true. So when when are you going to work your full-time job, work your side gig, be a father, and read deep work, and then figure out your deep work? Come on, Chris. What are you doing with your life? <sighs> God. The problem is, is that I'm in bed by like nine or 10 and I just can't not get that sleep. I really wish I could sacrifice that. Oh yeah. I, I totally, I know that feeling as well. Ah, so it's choices, right? It's, it's just choosing one thing over the other and maybe doing it for a season and saying, you know, for the season, I'm going to sacrifice, um, X to do Y and hopefully get Z outcome. Yeah, I like that mindset a lot, the seasonality mindset. I like it in terms of people who do that for podcasts, which is a tertiary idea, but I still like that. I like it for the idea of deciding to do a trade-off of your time for um, you know however long a season is. I really like that because it, it doesn't feel permanent. It's kind of like a diet where... Um, you might have a light at the end of the tunnel where you don't have to do it anymore. So you kind of stick with it. Um, yeah, I like that. Yep. Cool. Cool. Well, I think that, um, for anybody who hasn't read deep work, it's definitely worth a read or a listen. Like, um, actually I'm not sure if it's available through, um, well, when I say, listen, I use the Libby app, which is connected to libraries and you can download audiobooks and use them for free through your library which is fantastic um audible is great but um it's a bit expensive on the expensive side for just one book a month and i usually read four to five books a month so that would get and my wife does too so that would get really expensive if we used audible for everything but um yeah check audible check kindle um or, or libby and grab a copy of deep work and listen to it and we'd love to hear if anybody um has any uh, experience with it and had any success with adding this to, you know, to how they get their stuff done. For sure. And if you want to email us about that, we are at, um, well, anything at, 
what the hell's the name of our podcast? Anything has, has, has opinions. opinions.wtf. <laughs> I have a catch-all email, so it'll go yeah. to us. It doesn't matter what the email address you use is. Yeah, I, I'm really interested in this stuff and sort of interested in, in life hacks and work hacks and you know stuff that helps you get, get more things done productively. Um, and we didn't actually really touch on the part of the book where it says um, that deep work and being being able to um being oh man where, i got to find it hold on being able to do work um yeah so being able to produce at an elite level with quality and speed is going to be like vital in the future when more things are just automated and more things are not valued um because they can be replaced by low wage or you know earners or by um, automation. So like, like it's sort of a, uh, of a hat tip to say, Hey, if this is a skill that can be applied in the future to make sure you're still valuable, you're still able to, um, bring value to your employer to produce value for your own company, that type of thing. So we didn't really touch on that part, but, um, if y'all read the book, have opinions, we'd love to, uh, hear your opinions, uh, alongside of ours. Cool. I'll be reading it. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, Cool. Maybe we'll have a follow-up podcast later um, and talk about stuff like that. Uh, Chris, where can people find you on the internet? All right. I am at Fideliper on Twitter, and my latest course is MySQLBackups.tv if you're curious about MySQL backups. Awesome. And I'm Grodev um, on uh, Twitter and Instagram, and uh, my plugin, e-commerce plugin shop is shopplugins.com, and that's where I sell... Um, plugins mostly all, all for WooCommerce. So if you use WooCommerce to power your shop, then definitely take a look and see what we've got over there. Um, cool. Well, thanks for joining me today, Chris. And uh, until next week, we'll we'll be trying to go deep. All right. Talk to you then. All right. Bye.